All right, Shabbat say good morning. Let us begin by thanking our sponsors for this morning. Share our with our sponsors for the month of Sivan. Naftali and Chavi Tilson from Eretz Yisrael, with appreciation to Rabbi Naftali's Chavar Benjamin Wolf, introducing to the Daf. May Hashem bless us to finish the Daf Yomi cycle together and celebrate with the Sim together in Eretz Yisrael. To thank Baruch Marina Dubin, our Talmud Torah sponsors for Sivan. May Hashem continue to protect our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael. And may all of our children remain safe and complete the year of learning with deep connection to the land and to Hashem's Torah. Amen. To thank our week of learning sponsor, Mrs. Selma Wolf, for a Fuhrschlemer for her grandson, Kobe Rothberg, Yaakov Zev Ben Sivya Devora, and there are Dafyomi sponsors for today, Leon and Sarah Sassoon, for a Fuhrschlemer for David Ben Bahat. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, Kol Chole Yisrael will have an enduring and complete refuah. And once with that, let us begin. So we have a really very interesting sugya to do today. Really fascinating Gemara. Today's daf is Nun Beis. Is Nun Beis. And we are picking up Emir Tzashem on Nun Aleph Amad Beis. 51B. 51B. Um, seconds. Good. 51B. And so we'll say, so we're, we remember we left off in yesterday's daf. We left off. Let's actually pick up. Let's pick up with the Tanra Abanan just, uh, just to keep things a little bit easier. It's 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 13 lines off from the bottom. So let's remember again, the Mishnah, the Mishnah actually just told us that the Kohen Gadol enters, in, enters into the Kodesh and he walks to the Kodesh HaKadoshim. He's holding the Machta, he's holding the firepan, right, the shovel in his right hand, the Kaf in his left hand, and he walks towards the Kodesh HaKadoshim. That's all the Mishnah says. The Brisa then made this conversation exceptionally exciting by talking about the route that the Kohen Gadol took inside of the Kodesh to get to the Kodesh HaKadoshim, and ultimately, again, highlighting the fact that there is a three-way machlokas as to how the Kohen Gadol walked. So again, let's take a look at that. So we read this yesterday, but let's just begin again again here. I think it'll make things a little bit clearer, Merit Hashem for the Daf. So the Gemara says, so the coin would walk between the menorah and, or between the Mizbeach and the menorah, which I also remember again, as I showed you yesterday, so the coin Gadol would enter into the Mikdash. Remember, and he would enter in, in between the Mizbeach and the menorah. So essentially, remember again, the Mizbeach is dead center in the Kodesh. He would go in between the Mizbeach and the menorah, which means he would go, he would essentially go, he would enter into the Kodesh HaKadoshim on the southern side. Right, remember again, just to get our directions, right? So we've got east, west, north, south. So ultimately, he would enter into the Kodesh Shakadashim on the southern side. That's Rabbi Yehuda. Remeir says, no, he would come in between the Shulchan and the Mizbeach. So I'll say opposite side. Remember, Shulchan is over, Shulchan is over here. So he would come in on the northern side of the Kodesh Shakadashim. The Shomrim, others say, Bein Shulchan Makosel. Third opinion said he would come, agree, essentially the third opinion agrees with Rabbi Meir that he would come in on the northern side, but the third opinion, the Yish Omrim says he didn't go in between the Shulchan and the Mizbech, instead he went in between the Shulchan and the wall. So literally again, he hugged the northern wall, entering into the Kodesh HaKadoshim like that. 
So says the Gemara, Man Yesh Omrim, who is this Yesh Omrim? To which the Gemara says, Amrav Pista, Rabbi Yosihi, the Yesh Omrim, it's Rabbi, it's Rabbi, sorry, it's Rabbi Yosi, the Amrav Pisha, but Safon Kai. Because I will say, what's driving this entire Machlokas is as follows. Everyone is agreeing, almost everyone is agreeing, that in the second base of which is what we're discussing over here, there was a double curtain. Remember, this goes back to yesterday's daf. There was a double curtain. Why? Why? Because wall. But why the double curtain? Because we weren't sure what to do with the ama, right? We weren't sure what to do with the ama, so the double curtain demarcates the space and ultimately again goes ahead. We weren't sure as a kodesh, as a kodesh kodashim, demarcates the space. The Machlokas of say is as follows. We're going to see that the outer curtain and the inner curtain both were pinned up. They, they weren't just left, they were actually pinned up with a golden clasp to keep it open to allow access. Because remember again, the coin Gadol, the coin Gadol is, has his hands full. So he can't move the curtain. Right? So it's pinned up. The Machlokas is which corner is pinned up? Was it the southern corner that was pinned up or was it the northern corner? And obviously, Whatever corner is pinned up on the outer curtain, the opposite corner is pinned up in the inner curtain. Because we're going to discuss, the coin would go in, wrap around, and come out. We'll see this in the next Mishnah. So that's what's driving this Machlokes. So I understand, I understand Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda holds that he's entering in on the southern side, and therefore it's the southern side, right between the menorah, between the Mizbeach and the menorah. So he's entering in on the south. I understand Rabbi Meir. He's entering in on the north. The Yish Omrim is interesting because the Yish Omrim agrees that he's entering in on the north, but as opposed to Rabbi, but as opposed to Rabbi Meir who says that he's entering between the Mizbeach and the Shulchan, the Yish Omrim says that he's going between the Shulchan and the Kosel and the wall. So the Gemara says, "Who is this? Who is this?" Amar of Chista, Rabbi Yosi, it's Rabbi Yosi. The Amar Pischa B'tzafan Kai. Rabbi Yosi hold, held that the opening to the curtain of the Kodesh Hakadoshim was on the northern side. Okay. Rabbi Huda would disagree. Rabbi Huda would hold that the opening to the curtain was on the southern side. Fine, all makes sense so far. Shabbos so says, so let's analyze this. What about the Yish Omrim? Rabbi Meir. So now we've identified that the Yish Omrim is Rabbi Meir. Remember again, the Yish Omrim is the third opinion that says that the Kohen Gadol would walk in between, in between the wall and the Shulchan. I'm sorry? I'm sorry, Rabbi Yossi. Thank you, thank you. Uh, thank you. Yes, Rabbi Yossi, oh, sorry, Rabbi Yossi is Yeshomim. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir holds that you go between the Mizbeach and the Shulchan. Rabbi Meir commands Svirale. Who does Rabbi Meir hold like? Ik Rabbi Huda Svirale. If he feels like Rabbi Huda, Neok Rabbi Huda. Then go on like Rabbi Huda on the, on the southern side. Ik Rabbi Yossi Svirale. Neok Rabbi Yossi. And if he feels like Rabbi Yossi, then ultimately again, go like Rabbi Yossi. Go like Rabbi Yossi, who is the Yesh Omrim, who holds that you go between the Shulchan and the wall. To which the Gemara says, "No, the old Ultimately, again, Rabbi Rabbi Meir holds like Rabbi Yossi, right? They're both agreeing that you enter into the Kodesh Hakadoshim on the northern side. I so why does Rabbi Meir hold that Halacha Lamaisa? You go between the Mizbeach and the Shulchan. Why not hold like Rabbi Yossi that you go between the Shulchan and the Kosel? Listen to this Svirale. So the Gemara says, "Va'amr lecha." Shulchanas tzafan darom munachin umefas galei shulchan velomis ayale. I will say this is fascinating. Apparently, although we're going to dismiss this in just a moment, there was a machlokes as to how the shulchan was situated. Now, by the way, if you notice, if you, remember, there's the, the Shlomo HaMelech, in the, right, when Shlomo HaMelech builds the base of Mikdash, Shlomo, 
Shalomach built a lot of additional kalim. So for example, in the Bayes Yishon, there are actually 12 shulchanos. So, so interestingly enough, Rabbi Meir holds like this. We, are, we were assuming that the shulchan is arranged east to west. Rabbi Meir holds that the shulchan was arranged north to south, and ultimately, again, was up against the wall. So because of that, Rabbi Meir holds, you can't get between the wall and the shulchan, because the shulchan is against the wall, and it goes east to west. So the only way to go ahead and get to the Kodesh HaKadoshim is how? Between the Mizbeach and the shulchan. Masha'inkin, apparently Rabbi Yossi holds that the shulchanos were not arranged like that. They were arranged east to west. I'm sorry, right? I don't know if I said this correctly. Rabbi Meir would hold that the shulchanos were arranged north to south. Excuse me, north to south. Therefore, they blocked the way. The only way, therefore, to get around is to walk around them. Whereas Rabbi Meir would hold that they were arranged east to west. So therefore, again, Gemara accounts, that's why Rabbi Meir would hold that you have to go between the shulchan and the mezbeach. The other possibility is no, no, no. Everyone agrees that the shulchanos are arranged, the olam mizrach umarav munachin. Everyone agrees that the shulchanos were arranged east to west, not north to south. I, so why does Rabbi Meir hold that you have to go between the Mizbech and the Shulchan? Why not hold like Rabbi Yossi and go between the Shulchan and the wall? Because I think about this, going between the Shulchan and the wall is the easiest thing. Why? Why? Straight. Straight. <laughs> straight. straight path is always, right? The Derech HaYashar is always the easiest one. So why not just go ahead and take a straight path against the northern wall? Listen to this. So the Gemara says, because it was Rabbi Meir is of the opinion that it's not, it, it's not covered to the Shechina to walk directly into the Kodesh HaKadoshim. In other words, when you approach the Kodesh HaKadoshim, you approach with reverence and trepidation. And how does that reverence and trepidation manifest itself? By kind of taking a more circuitous route. So to walk kind of just straight in shows a certain lack of COVID Rosh. Therefore, again, ultimately, whereas Rabbi Meir agrees with Rabbi Osi that the entrance is on the north, Rabbi Meir will say, take a more circuitous route in between the Mizbech and the Shulchan. Take a look at the top, Rashi. Rashi says, You see what's interesting over here? is that what Rabbi Meir was concerned about is, remember, the curtain is pinned open, which means if you're, if you're hugging that northern wall and walking straight, pretty much you're looking into the Kodesh HaKadosh. I mean, you're not really looking into the Kodesh HaKadosh. Why not? Why not? Because the second curtain is there. But Lamaisa, you're, 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 you're gazing into the area of the Kodesh HaKadosh for a prolonged amount of time. Rabbi Meir sees that as a lack of covid to the makum, and therefore feels it is better to kind of come at an angle. That way you're really only looking into the Kodesh HaKadoshim when you actually hit the entrance of the parochas of the curtain. Rabbi Yossi, so I'll say, I will, why, what does Rabbi Yossi deal, do with this? Because remember, Rabbi Yossi holds that Allah HaLamayi you're hugging the northern wall, right? The coin's going across the northern wall, and Allah HaLamayi he's going to enter straight into the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Why is he not concerned for this? This is beautiful. Rabbi Yossi holds, literally translated these words mean that Kalal Yisrael is so beloved 
that they don't even require shaliach. They don't require an agent to to supplicate on their behalf to the ribbono shalolam. So what does this mean? Take a look at Rashi. This is beautiful. Rabbi Yossi Amal Chavivin Yisrael Shalotzricha and Akasov L'Shliach Ela Kol Echad VeEchad Mispala Alatzmo. See, I said, I don't need anyone to intervene on my behalf to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because each of us has the ability to daven for ourselves. So listen to this. Rabbi Yossi says, you know, a nation that is so holy that we don't need someone to advocate on our behalf. And I will say, this is so incredibly important. You know, the, the most incredible thing about being a Jew and about the nature of our relationship with Hashem is that we don't need intermediaries. I don't need someone to daven for me. Again, it helps if someone's, of course, always wonderful if other people daven. But Lamaisa, I don't need someone to daven for me. I have a direct connection to the Ribano Shalom. I don't need someone to ask God for anything on my behalf. I have the ability to go ahead and advocate for myself. You know, Moshe, the Moshe finds the Chetzadik Livracha writes, that people often misunderstand when they go to Davin at Kivrei Tzadikim, at the graves of righteous people. He says people erroneously think that they're davening to Tzadikim. He says, we don't daven to Tzadikim. We only daven to one person, to the Ribbon Shalom. So why do you go to Kivrei Tzadikim? What, what, am I do, what am I doing in a camera of a Tzadik? I'm singing at Kodesh Baruch Hu. I'm davening to Hashem. I'm saying, Hashem, I need A, B, C, D, and E. And if I don't have the requisite merits for you to grant my request, I'm asking you, to invoke the, the, the merit of the tzaddik. I'm here by the tzaddik. Bring the merit of the tzaddik to bear upon my request. I'm not davening to the tzaddik. I'm not even asking the tzaddik for help. This is so incredibly important because people often think that they're inviting intermediaries to go ahead and advocate on their behalf. I don't need anyone to advocate for me. I can advocate for myself. Sometimes what I'm missing is, you know, is, is money in the bank, right? Sometimes I'm missing credit, right? I'm missing divine credit. I, I, I'm missing what I need in order for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to grant my request. So then the beautiful part about being part of the collective is I could tap into the zechuyos of others, but I never doubt it In fact, Chaim Velazhner was very against the section in Slichas. So this is already back to the Gra of Machnise Rachamim. Machnise Rachamim, we say, Machnise Rachamim, Machnisu Tchinaseinu. We say, we're speaking to the Malachim, right? The Malachim bring in our Tfilos. And you had sages throughout the ages who were very much against this paragraph because they felt that it's theologically antithetical to what we believe. I don't need anyone to bring in my tfilos. I don't need anyone to advocate for me on high. I can advocate for myself. What I sometimes need are just more zechuyos. So Rabbi Yossi holds like this, he says so beautifully, that a nation, now I will say, it's gonna sound a little bit counterintuitive for just a moment. Because remember, what is the Kohen Gadol doing on Yom Kippur? Right? I know David Flam was bothered by this. I saw, I saw it on your face. Right? So I'll say, so, so what? So, right? The Kohen Gadol is our representative. So remember, I want to make a distinction over here between, between Tfila and Avoda. Right? Remember, again, not everyone could do Avoda. Only Kohanim could do Avoda. Right? And at the end of the Anyam Kippur, only the Kohen Gadol could do the Avoda amongst the Kohanim. So there's a difference, right? There's, there's, but what Rabbi Ossi is saying is like this a nation who has the ability to petition and to dialogue with God at any time in any place is a nation that is beloved. In other words, I will say, what, what, what does it mean to be, to, to be a member of Kalav Yisrael? It means unfettered access to the Ribbono Shal Olam all the time. All the time. Whenever I want a connection, I have that. Shabiosi says, 
the shliach of such a people could walk right into the Kodesh HaKadoshim. He doesn't have to take a circuitous route. A nation who is so beloved and so connected and has this constant, unrestricted access to the Rebbe Sha'olam, that shaliach, that agent, that emissary of the people could walk right into the Kodesh HaKadoshim and therefore Rabbi Yossi allows him to hug the northern wall and to walk straight in. Incredible. I've Rabbi Huda, Nami Neil Bemenor the coast. That's what's an Adigmar asked the opposite. What about Rabbi Huda? Remember, according to Rabbi Huda, the Kohen Gadol is entering in on the southern side. Now, according to Rabbi Huda, he said the Kohen Gadol is entering in in between the menorah and the Mizbeach. So, why not, according to Rabbi Huda, why don't you let the Kohen Gadol enter how? Between the menorah and the wall. In other words, just take a straight, we'll say it's always easy, just take a straight shot in. So, why not just go ahead and walk straight? into the Kodesh HaKadoshim on the northern side, to which the Gemara says, listen to this, Meshach Rimane. Well, see, here's the problem. You know, the, the wall behind the menorah ultimately, again, accumulated soot as a result of the menorah burning. So what was the concern? What is the Kohen Gadol wearing on Yom Kippur? Big day love on. If you make him go in between the menorah and the wall, he'll get his clothing dirty. I say, isn't it incredible? We're talking about such beautiful esoteric ideas, the shliach of Am Yisrael, walking straight in, and now the Gemara is like, he can't get his clothing dirty. Can't go between the menorah and the wall because get his clothing dirty. I say, incredible. But say, what I, what I will point out is as follows. Um, so this is, really, if you think about this, I, I find this, I find these kind of things to be mamish incredibly riveting because first of all, when you learn them, you're literally walking in the footsteps of the Kohen Gadol. Which way, because remember, the Mishnah is totally nondescript with this. All the Mishnah says is what? Is what? He enters into the Kodesh HaKadoshim. The Mishnah does not tell me anything. The Mishnah also doesn't tell me which way he's going. Three-way machlokes, right? Is he going to the north, like Rabbi Huda, in between the Mizbeach and the Menorah? Is he going on the south, like Rabbi Meir, in between the Mizbeach and the Shulchan? Or is he going again, I'm sorry, just the opposite. Sorry, is he going in the south, according to Rabbi Meir, between the Mizbeach and the Menorah? Is he going in the north, according to... I keep calling the wrong opinions all the time. Good. Is he going in the south according to Rabbi Yehuda between the Mizbeach and the Menorah? Is he going in the north according to Rabbi Meir between the Mizbeach and the Shulchan? Or is he going in the north really between the wall and the Shulchan according to Rabbi Yossi? So two opinions of the north, one opinion of the south. But I'll point out something fascinating to you, which is that the Rambam in Perak Dalit Halacha Aleph. Well, actually, we'll have to look at this Rambam at some point in time together because the Rambam actually kind of goes through all of these Mishnayas as a digest and tells you the exact, the exact avoda of the day because also the Mishnayas, even though the Mishnayas feel like they're going in sequential order, they're not. We're going to see there's other things that are happening. For example, we went from the Shechita of the Par to taking into the Ketores and there's actually a whole bunch of avoda that happens in between that. Well, we'll fill in the blanks afterwards. But what I will point out to you is something fascinating. That in Parak Dalat Halacha Aleph, when the Rambam speaks at the Kohen Gadol's entry into the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the Rambam says nothing about this. So the Rambam makes no mention about the direction, the direction that the Kohen Gadol goes in. Now, that being said, the Rambam Paskins in Hilchos Beis HaBechira, that in the second Beis HaMikdash, there was a double curtain, and the curtain was pinned up on on, if you're looking at the Kodesh HaKadoshim, on the left-hand side, which is the southern side, like Rabbi Huda. So, so the Rambam in Hilchos Yom Kippurim does not mention anything, but in Hilchos Beis Abichira clearly indicates, and, and you could even see that, by the way, 
that it's even, you can see it even on the picture of the base Hamikdash, you could see that the, that the outer curtain is pinned up on the bottom, right? Which is, if you're looking at the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the left-hand side, which is the southern side. But again, I'll just mention that Rabbi Hashim Kippurim makes no mention about this. Interesting. In any event, the Gemara says as follows, I'm Rabbi Nassim, I'm a traxin, lo so we'll say, interesting statement now. Rabbi Nassim says, the Amatraxin. What's the Amatraxin? We spoke about this yesterday. What is the Amatraxin? That's the one Amma thickness that the wall occupied in the first Beis HaMikdash. Remember again, as we spoke about yesterday, the first Beis HaMikdash, everyone agrees, had a wall right in between the Kodesh and the Kodesh HaKadoshim. And there was an entranceway in that wall, which had a curtain in front of it. The second Beis HaMikdash, they couldn't build that wall. Why not? Why not? ceiling heights changed too dramatically. So you cannot build a wall that high. In order, in order to build a wall that high, it would have to be much thicker. But you cannot change the dimensions as we'll discuss. So we'll say, so the Amatraxin, the Amatraxin, Remember, going back to yesterday's daf, the, the challenge with the Amatraxin is what did that Amma space represent? Did that Amma space belong to the Kodesh? Or did it belong to the Kodesh Shakadoshim? So the Gemara Sabaski for Ravina, my time. Now, what's the reason there's such confusion about the Amatraxin? So the Gemara says, Imishum, 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 I'm sorry, my time, Ilayim Imishum, Dixib, Fabai Sheshabana Shlomo Lashem, Shishim Ama Arkos. We'll listen to this. We're going to get now a little bit into the dimensions of the Beis Hamikdash. So we'll say I sent out on the on the chat. It's actually I, I took it from the art scroll because I, I found that was the uh, that was the the clearest the clearest image on this. There was there's one in the back of my Gemara also, but the art scroll was a little bit easier only because it has the numbers on it as well. So we'll say you could reference that picture. We're gonna we're gonna actually go through that picture together in just a moment. But if you want to start looking at it, you can. You can see the pasuk inside. So we'll say the home that Shlomo HaMelech built for HaKadosh Baruch Hu was 60 Amos in length. Now, as you can see already, that 60 Amos represents the length of the Heichal and the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Right? Remember again, you can see it over here, 40 Amos of the Heichal and ultimately 20 Amos of the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Rachbo, so the Gemara Esrim Rachbo was 20 Amos in width, Ushloshim Amo Komoso, and 30 Amos in height. So this is also just to give you ideas. Remember, an Amma is approximately a foot and a half. Uksev, and his Pasuk says, Then it says, the next part of the Pasuk says, and the bias, what we call the Heichal, or the Kodesh, was 40 Amos in length. So again, you can see all of this on the image over here. Uksev, v'lifnei hadivir, esrim Amma orech, the Estrim Ama Rochav, the Estrim Ama Komaso. And I will say again, and then you could see the Pazik says, and in front of the partition, there was 20 Amos, or really by the partition, or in front of the partition, there was Estrim Amar Orech, 20 Amos Alent. So say, this is now referring to the dimensions of the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Right? So the Holy of Holies had 20, uh, 20 Amos of length, the Estrim Ama Rochav, and 20 amos of width, the esrim amo kamoso, and 20 amos of height. So the Gemara says, Velo yadinon, amatraxin imehani, mehani esrim, ve imehani arboim. So we'll say, so maybe the machalokis is like this. Here's what I know. The total length of the base hamikdash, we'll say, it, it 
excluding the ulam. Remember again, in the image I sent you, the ulam is the big rectangular entranceway over here. We're not, we're not including the ulam over here. But when you look at the Kodesh and the Kodesh HaKadoshim, you have 60 amos of length. Excuse me, 40 amos of that. 40 amos of that is the Kodesh. 20 amos of that is the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Good. So the Gemara says, maybe the Machlokes is, maybe the Machlokes is the Amatraxin. The one amma of width, which the wall occupied in the first base Hamikdash and the curtain occupied in the second base Hamikdash, maybe you're just not sure. Does that one amma belong to the 40 or does it belong to the 20? Well, the Gemara says, I'll give you another possibility. Vidilma, Lomehani Estrin, Velomehani Arboin. Maybe it doesn't belong to either. And I will say, maybe when the Navi goes ahead and recounts the dimensions, the dimensions are independent of the Amatraxin. In other words, there was 40 Amos of, well, let's see. Maybe in general, when the Navi gives us the dimensions of the Beis Hamikdash, the dimensions are talking about interior usable space, not talking about wall widths. So therefore, when it says that the Beis Hamikdash was 40 Amos, that's 40 amos of interior space, usable space. 20 amos of the Kodesh HaKadoshim, 20 amos of interior Kodesh HaKadoshim space. But in fact, the base Hamikdash structure itself was much larger because you have wall widths, which are not included at all. So the Gemara says, Teida. Gemara says, by the way, this is unequivocally correct. And I'll show you why it's unequivocally correct. We'll say, I'll show you. This is incredible. We're going to see now all the dimensions. And then Allah Lamaisa. When the Navi tells me that effectively the base Hamikdash was 100 amos in length, that is interior usable space. That does not include the Amatraxin, but we're going to see the Amatraxin is the least of it. It doesn't include any wall widths in that number. Wall width, is, is that the right term? Yeah, wall width. Good. So the Gemara says, Teida. Well, I'll tell you the proof. The proof is, the proof is that whenever the Navi talks about wall width, right, ultimately again, it reckons it separately and independently. But I'll say, here we go. This none. So I'll say, here, this Mishnah is going to go through this, this image that we have. So again, you have it right in front of you now. So the Gemara says, Teida, this none. Ha'hecha mea ama amea, birum mea. So I'll say the Heichal itself was 100 Amas by 100 Amas. The Gemara says, Kosel, here we go. Kosel Ulam Chamesh. So I'll say, so now look what we're doing. If you, if you look at that image that I sent you, if you look at the image that I sent you, so what we're starting is just so you understand, we're starting from the east and we're going to work our way west. Right? They will say, you know, the, the, the base I make, I sent it out on WhatsApp. You, you, you could check your messages. For this, right? Just for this. Right? So, 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 so the Gemara says, so the Gemara says, so the image, the image that we've been using, the large base of image, is actually not going to be helpful for this discussion. Just look at the one. If you have the art scroll, Gemara, I took this right out of the art scroll. So I will say, here we go. Work, working from, working from east to west. So, Kosa Ulam Chamesh, so the thickness of the Ulam, remember again, the Ulam is the antechamber. It's the entranceway. It's like the corridor into the base of So the thickness, Kosa Ulam Chamesh, Va'ulam achat esrei, right? So the, we have the thickness of the wall is five, right? Five amos in width. The width of the ulam is eleven amos. 
Kosel, right? Ulam itself is 11 Amas. Ha-Heichal, Sheish, Kosel ha-Heichal, Sheish. But said, then you have a wall of the Heichal. Remember again, those dark areas are walls. You have a wall of the Heichal, which is 6 Amas. Va-Arko Arbo'im Amo. Then you have the length, ultimately, of the Heichal, which is 40 Amos. Which is 40 amos. So the Gemara says, I'm sorry. So, Ulam, Ulam, Achatas, Ray, Kolsal, Echel, Shesh, Arko, Arbaim, Amma, the Amatraxin. Then I both say you have the Amatraxin. Right? Remember again. So the Amatraxin, now I both say, if you notice on this, it's, it's, it's in there, right? Those two, those two lines, those are supposed to represent the curtain in between the Kodesh and the Kodesh HaKadoshim. And you have one Amma of space in between that area, the Amatraxin, the Chof Amma base Kachia Kadoshim, and then 20 Amos of length of the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Now I both say, now we're behind the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Kosel HaHechal Sheish, then you have six amos of wall width in the wall between, uh, behind the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the Hata. So we'll say we're going to discuss the Ta was a compartment, was a compartment or really a room behind the Kodesh HaKadoshim. That was, that was Sheish, another six amos. And ultimately again, the Kosel Hata, Chamesh. And then the wall behind the Ta, which is really the exterior wall of the base of Mikdash, another five amos. So I will say if you add that all up, Ultimately, again, you get a hundred amos. You get a hundred amos. So I will say, now why are we quoting this? We're quoting this over here because to show you that wall widths are reckoned separately than interior widths. So therefore, again, beforehand, when the Navi tells us that halacha lemaisa, the Kodesh was 40 amos in length and the Kodesh HaKadoshim was 20 amos in length, at the end of the day, that's interior usable space, not counting, not counting the wall width. Now, we'll see. So remember again, why are we, why are we, why are we having this discussion, right? How do we get it? Besides that, that it's just fascinating. But why are we having this discussion? Because we're fixated on this amatroxin, right? We're fixated on this one ama of space. The wall took up that one ama of space in the first base. Amikdash. The curtain took up that. The curtain took up that space. Ultimately, again, in the second base Hamikdash, and what? Sorry. And and at the end of the day, the Gemara says, and at the end of the day, the Gemara explains that we're just not sure what to do with the Amatraxin, right? What should we do with it? To which the so we'll say, so the Gemara said, maybe we're just not sure. Does the Amatraxin? Does the Amatraxin? ultimately count as part of the Kodesh or part of the Kodesh HaKadoshim, to which the Gemara says, well, maybe the answer is neither, right? Maybe the answer is neither, because at the end of the day, maybe the Amatraxin is simply reckoned on its own, independent of anything else. And again, that assertion is clearly supported by the idea that Halacha Lamaisa, when the Gemara talks about the interior measurements, it counts the interior usable spaces by themselves, and wall widths by themselves as well. To which the Gemara says, you're right. We're not really worried about if the Amatraxin, rather, what are we worried about? We're not worried about the Amatraxin from a dimensional perspective. What are we worried about? From a Kedusha perspective, a sanctity perspective. Rather, the Gemara says, Rather, we're going to say what we are worried about is the Kedusha ultimately again is the Kedusha of the Amatraxin like the Kodesh HaKadoshim 
or is it like the Kodesh? That's the fundamental question. So therefore the Pasik says there was a chamber within the bias on the inside Mipnima. Heichen, they prepared it to put the Aron there. And he bought Luhu, Heichen Kamakra. So I'll say, how do you read that Pasik? Udvir Basokha Bayis. Do we say that there was a chamber inside of? Or do they actually say Devir is really a divider? There was a divider in the bias. We say, So we'll say there are two ways you can read the Pasuk. You could read, there was a divider put inside of the base Hamikdash, and ultimately again, from that divider in, from the other side of the divider inside was the Kodesh HaKadoshim, meaning that the divider itself is not part of the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Or maybe this is what it means to say, Or maybe what it means to say, say is that what? From the divider in, from the divider in is considered to be the Kodesh HaKadoshim. So we'll say, see what's happening over here? Do we count the divider as part of the Kodesh or is the divider not part? I'm sorry, I should say the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Is the divider part of the Kodesh HaKadoshim or is the divider not part of the Kodesh HaKadoshim? We must safkileh. So we'll say, is this really a suffix? And I will remember again, it's all based, the Gemara is bothered by how do you read the Pasuk? It says, Udivir biso chabayis mipnima Literally again, from the divide, the divider inside of the bias, from the inside was prepared to place the aron there. So do we say from the divider inside is the Kodesh HaKadoshim and the divider, the divider is the curtain, ultimately again, or is the wall, is the Kodesh HaKadoshim, or no, there's a divider, and from the, era, from the area after the divider and on is the Kodesh HaKadoshim. So the Gemara said, Mimus Sapkele, was this really a suffix about how to read the Pazik? By the time we learned, Isi ben Yehuda Omer, this is fascinating. Isi ben Yehuda says, Chamish mikraos batorah, ein lahen hechreya. There are five psukim in the Torah that I will say ultimately again are ambiguous and it's not clear how to read them. Right? What's ambiguous about them? So the Gemara says, in other words, they could be read in different ways. Amad Beis says, so we'll say, so remember, this is the Pasuk by Kayin. Haloim Seitiv says. So we'll say there are two ways you, you, you could read this Pasuk. You could go ahead and read it. Haloim Seitiv says, if you go ahead, Kachashbab says to Kayin, if you improve yourself, right? If you improve yourself, you will lift yourself up. Or the Pasuk can be read, if you look at the Pasuk, you can see it over here, he quotes it in the, in, the, in the Torah, or if you have the Pasukim listed on the side. The Pasuk is, Elohim Seitiv says, so again, it can be read, if you improve yourself, you'll lift yourself up. Or, Elohim Seitiv says v'im lo Seitiv. Ultimately, if you look at Rashi, he says, O says im lo Seitiv, avon. So says can be read as, if you improve yourself, you can lift yourself up. Or it could be, if you don't improve yourself, you'll continue to carry your sin. So we're not sure, does se'es, where do we put the kama? Does se'es go, right, does se'es go with the first part of the Pasuk or the second part of the Pasuk? Mishu kadim, so I'll say, so remember again, mishu kadim is by the menorah. So the Pasuk that the Gemara is talking about over here, mishu kadim means engraved with almonds, right? That's what it means. So the Gemara says, if you look at that Pasuk of mishu kadim, so it says, ube menorah arba'a gevim mishu kadim does Mishukadim engraved with almonds go on the Gevim, the cups of the menorah? 
or does it go on the kaftram, the knobs of the menorah? What was what was engraved with almonds? Okay, machar. Rashi says over here, Sehi lachim ba'amalek machar. So what's the Pasuk Gemara says over here? Moshe says to Yoshua, Bechar lano anashim, V'tsehi lachim ba'amalek, Machar anich anochi nitzav arosh ha'giva. So what's the, is Moshe telling Yoshua, go out to war with Amalek tomorrow? Or is he telling, go out to war with Amalek today, and tomorrow, Machar anochi nitzav arosh And tomorrow I'll be on the mountain. So the Gemara says, Arur, Rashi says over here, ikru shar. This is by this is in Parshas Vayechi. Besodam al tavol nafshi bekalam al techad kvodi ki ba apam hargu ish ubirtsonam ikru shar arur apam kiyaz. So both say again. Yaakov Avinu talking to Shimon and Levi. So do we say ubirtsonam ikru shar arur? They uprooted a cursed ox, which is a reference to Shem, or is it arur apam? Their anger is cursed. Vikam. If you look at Rashi, Rashi is over here, this again is by Moshe Rabbeinu, the Torah says, V'yomer Shema Moshe, Hincha Shochi V'mamosecha, V'kam Ha'amazeh V'zachar Alekim. Cheshbaru tells Moshe, you're going to die, you're going to die, and then what? And then ultimately, again, there is V'kam, you'll get up, or V'kam Ha'amazeh, the nation will get up. So is Cheshbaru telling Moshe, you're going to die, V'kam, but you'll come back to life, which is a reference, says Rashi, to Tchiyas HaMesim, or as HaKadosh Baruch Hu saying to Moshe, you're going to die, and when you die, the nation is going to rebel. So we'll say, it's really quite fascinating how you have these five different seis, Meshukadim, Machar, Arur, and Kam. These are the five situations in the Torah where we're not sure whether or not the word goes with the previous phrase or with the next phrase. And obviously, again, depending on where you place the word, fundamentally goes ahead and changes the meaning. So the Gemara says, Tanya, we learned... Vatanya, who Yosef Ish Hutzal, who Yosef Habavli, who Isi Ben Yehuda, who Isi Ben Gur Ben Gur Arye, who Isi Ben Gamliel, who Isi Ben Mahalalel, Umashwa, so say all these people are the same people. But what was his real name? Umashmo Isi Ben Akiva Shmo. Isi Akiva. So both say so what the Gemara is asking is as follows. The Gemara is making it sound over here that Yosef Ish Hutzal. Yosef Uchuzal was not sure how to read the Pasuk that the Gemara quoted from Malachim Aleph, right? And really, the, the ambiguity is based on this phrase, is based on this phrase, Udvir Is the devir, is the divider, is the curtain part of the Kodesh or part of the Kodesh HaKadoshim? So the Gemara says, really? Did Isi Ishutzal, who's Isi Ben Akiva, did ultimately, did he have a doubt about how to, how to read this Pasuk? After all, E.C. Ben Akiva said there are only five words in the Torah that we're not sure where to attribute them to the beginning of the Pasuk or the end of the Pasuk. Seis Mishukadim Machar Aravikam. And Devir Mipnima is not in that list. So why would E.C. have doubt about how to read that Pasuk? To which the Yomar says, no, no, no. Bidaraisa Leka Benedivi Ika. No, what we'll say, what E.C. What e. Ben Akiva meant is in the Torah, in the Chumash, there are five situations where we're unsure about where to place the Kama. But in the Nevi'im, there are certainly more examples of this. And the Pasuk that we're quoting from Malachim is obviously from Nabi, and they had a doubt about that Pasuk. It also makes sense. How do you read the Pasuk? Does the Pasuk mean from the interior of the curtain and on is the Kodesh HaKadoshim, and therefore telling us that the curtain itself, the area of the curtain, the Amatraxin, is not part of the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Instead, it's part of the Kodesh. 
Or, or do they mean to say that halacha lamaisa, that halacha lamaisa, the 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 devir itself was mipnima, the devir itself, the curtain itself, the area the curtain occupied, the amatraxin was part of the kodesh hakadoshim as well. That was an ambiguity as to how to read the basik. So the gemara says, is that true that there are no more than these five examples? of textual ambiguity about how to read a particular word, a particular phrase. So the Pasuk says over here, quoting from the Pasuk in Shmos, they sent the Nare B'nai Yisrael and they offered up Olos and then they offered up Parim. So we'll say, so what's the ambiguity? What's the ambiguity? So the Gemara says, you see, when the Pasuk says they offered up Olos, they offered up Olos, so does that refer to Kvasim? Does that refer to sheep? Maybe that's just referring to sheep. O Dilma, or maybe no, the, the end of the Pasuk says that they offered up Parim. So we'll say, remember, so the Pasuk explicitly says that they offered up Zvachim Shlomim, ultimately again as Parim. But when it says Olos, does Olos refer to Kvasim? Did they offer up sheep or did they offer up parim? Which one, which one was it? To which the Gemara says, O Dilma Idi Parim. say, you see from here another example of an ambiguity to which the Gemara says, Rav Chista Nesapkele, Li'isi ben Yehuda Pshitle. So Rav Chista had a suffix, but apparently Isi ben Yehuda did not have a suffix in this particular situation. Good. So say, this brings to a close this particular suggestion. So Rabbi say, so this discussion about the Amatraxin itself is an unresolved machlokas. It's a machlokas. The Am, remember again, it never came up in the first temple era. Why not? Why not? Because a wall sat on the area, right? So, so it never, but in the second base Amikdash, we're not sure what the, we're not sure. Is that Amma? Is that Amma? Kodesh, is it Kodesh, Kadesh? We're not sure. So therefore, the way we deal just simply with the ambiguity, the unsureness of it, is we just, we place that double curtain there, thereby demarcating that space. So effectively, effectively, no one is using it except for the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur. If it's Kodesh, Kohen Gadol could be there. And even if it's Kodesh HaKadoshim, Kohen Gadol could be there as well on Yom Kippur. So either way, we've taken care of it. But again, it's just, it's fascinating to note that in a Beis Hamikdash where everything is so clearly choreographed and scripted and nothing is left to the imagination, right? It's planned to the last Amma. It's amazing that nestled in that beautiful Beis Hamikdash is one Amma of doubt, right? One Amma of ambiguity, which tells us about an incredible Musr, which is that in Yiddishkeit, in Yiddishkeit, you never have all of the answers. And it's very important to be able to accept that reality. We always want the answers, right? We always want it. It's, it's in our teva to try to understand things, and that's incredible. And to try to answer all of the mysteries of life, and to try to have everything make sense. And I will say, isn't it incredible that in the house of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, in literally again a step, a foot and a half away from the holiest place in the earth, we're not sure the status of that makom. Is it Kodesh? Is it Kodesh HaKadoshim? Is it part of the Heichal? Is it part of the Kodesh HaKadoshim? We're just not sure. Because living with doubt and living with unanswered questions and living with a little bit of ambiguity is part and parcel of the destiny of the Jew. An incredible Yisod. But let's say, let's go right. So let's say, what, what we want, so just again, our takeaways from this sugya, our takeaways from the sugya is, three Machlokas about how the Kohen Gadol enters into the Kodesh HaKadoshim, ultimately again, on Yom Kippur. 
mentioned the Rambam doesn't really step into that. Although again, we've seen that the Rambam passing is in Hilchos Beis Abachira that the curtain was pinned up on the left side when you're facing the Shachadashim, the left side, which is the southern side of the curtain. We also saw that in general, when the Beis Hamikdash speaks about dimensions, right? Dimensions that are mentioned are referring to what internal usable space. But wall widths are always reckoned separately and independently, and we end off with the machlokis about the fundamental nature and identity of the amatraxin. Beautiful. Says the Mishnah. Bosei, here we go. We're continuing. Literally, Bosei, it's almost as if we have the great schos to walk side by side with the Kohen Gadol. So what happens? So the Kohen Gadol... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wrong Mishnah. Wrong Mishnah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry. I turned back. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm just, wow, that looked familiar. Okay, good. Thank you. So we'll say, see here, here the Mishnah says it explicitly, right? So the outer curtain was pinned up on the southern side. So we'll say, remember again, if you're looking at the Kodesh HaKadoshim, that's the left. But the inner curtain was pinned up on the northern side, which was the right side. So let's say, so obviously the Kohen Gadol is going in and walking around. So again, outer curtain pinned up on the southern side, which is the left. Inner curtain pinned up on the northern side, which is the right. Mahalich, the Gemara says, Mahalich Benayin, So what happens? The Kohen Gadol would enter in by the outer curtain on the left side, the southern side. He would walk from south to north. And he would enter into the Kodesh HaKadoshim by the second curtain on the northern wall, right by the northern side. He gilet safan. So I'll say once he enters into the Kodesh HaKadoshim on the northern side, hofech panav ledarom. But I'll say he would then turn and face the south. So I'll say, see what's happening? He enters in, he enters into the Kodesh HaKadoshim by the outer curtain on the southern side, on the left. He then makes a right, walks towards the north. He then goes ahead and what? He then goes ahead and gets, enters into the curtain on the northern side, on the northern side, goes ahead and now turns left and starts walk, walking south. Starts walking south. The Gemara says, And I will say, when, now at this point, the Kohen Gadol is in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. He is now in the Holy of Holies. So now as he's walking in the Holy of Holies, he's walking towards the south, which means that the Paroches is on his left. Right, the paroches is on his left. So the Gemara says, "Vahol mehalech lismolo ima paroches ad shumagia laaron." And now Bosei keeps walking until he gets mamish to the aron. Hegia laaron when he gets to the aron. No sin as hamachta ben shtehabadim. He goes and he places the fire pan, right, which was the the shovel with the coals on it between the poles. I was remember again, the poles of the aron were pointed east to west. The poles extended to the curtain, towards the curtain. So remember again, so the Kohen Gadol now is in the Kodesh HaGadoshim. He's facing south, right? He walk, gets in, he makes a left, he's walking towards the south. He gets to the poles of the Aron and he places the fire pan down on the poles, in between the poles. He then goes ahead and pours or piles the Ketores on the, on the coals. Remember again, as I mentioned, I will say, remember what's missing over here, we may mention it before, what's missing over here is the process by which he transfers the contents of the ladle 
into his hands. Remember, again, Rebbe said, we paskin, chofein, achar chofein, that there's a second chafina that's done. He empties the contents of the ladle into his hands. Then he pours the ketores onto them as be'ach. And at this point, the entire Kodesh HaKadoshim becomes filled with smoke. Yatsa, so was at that point in time, he leaves the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Yatsa, uba lo bederach beis kinisaso. And Abosi comes back out the same way he came in, or it's just, just the opposite. So, right, he's going to go out on the northern side, right, by the north, because again, it's the northern side of the inner curtain that's pinned up. He's going to go up on the northern side, make his way through, so he's going to go in. He's going to walk now towards the south and come out on the southern side. So the Gemara says, And he would dive in a short prayer by the outer chamber. So we'll say, Rashi points out the Beis Achitzon is the Heichal. So he wouldn't daven, see, you would, from the Mishnah, it almost sounds like he's davening this tefillah in the corridor, in the curtain corridor. That's not where he's davening. He comes out of the curtain corridor, comes into the Beis HaMikdash itself, the Heichal, and that's where he davens his tefillah kitzara. We'll discuss what that tefillah is. So he would not daven for long. In order not to scare anyone. They will say, now what do you mean scare anyone? So we'll say, because they remember again, the concern was when the Kohen Gadol was doing the Ketores Avodim on the Kodesh HaKadoshim, no one was allowed in the Mikdash. No one was allowed in the Mikdash itself. In the Heichal, no one was allowed in. So as such, no one knows the Kohen Gadol is alive until when? Till when? Till he walks out of the Mikdash. So obviously, people knew about how long the Ketores service would take. So the Kohen Gadol was careful not to, not to tarry, not to delay. To, truth, I take it back. The truth is, they, they would, yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see in the Gemara. But he was careful not to tarry. So he would daven. It's interesting. He would daven just a tefillah kitsara, a short tefillah, in order not to go ahead and scare. And I will say, we'll have to stop, but I'll say something amazing. You see, if you hear something dramatically incredible, that what do you mean? It's Yom Kippur, and the Kohen Gadol is davening on behalf of Klal Yisrael. So people will get a little bit scared. Who cares? We'll see. You see something amazing. You are never allowed to. You can never allow your ruchnius to come at the expense of someone else's feelings. Right? Your Ben Adam Lamakam cannot encroach on your Ben Adam Lechavero. It's an incredible yourself. You'll see yourself, it's Yom Kippur, it's the Kohen Gadol. Let the Kohen Gadol daven for as long as you want. People will be scared, they'll be scared. No. Even the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur must be ever conscious and aware of the feelings of others. So it's true you need to daven, it's true you need to coming out of the Kodesh HaKadoshim, daven at Tzvila this way you don't make anyone else. So I also have to stop over here. I'm sorry. So much more to do. But I'm going to pick up with the Gemara Mirat Hashem tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for telling me.